from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we show people how to build wealth, how to do work that they love, and how to create actual amazing relationships like I have here with my buddy George Camel with a K. I'm your other host, Jade Warshaw. Hey, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'd be happy to take your call and talk about the things that are concerning you. Uh, in your life and in your money. And as a matter of fact, we're taking that to the next level today, George. After the Ramsey Show, after the three hours of Ramsey Show, we are going to do a live segment, George and I, live Q&A here on the YouTube channel where we're going to answer all of your budgeting questions. And we're actually going to have the best app in the world, Every Dollar, the best budgeting app pulled up on the screen, you'll be able to see it kind of, you'll be able to see the whole every dollar screen and you'll be able to see George and I, and you can actually come in with your questions. You can put your questions in the chat. We'll also be taking calls. So it's kind of like a bonus Ramsey show exclusive to YouTube. Yes. That's pretty cool. We've never done anything like that. Yeah. So watch on YouTube because obviously that's where it's, that's where it is. Like don't be on your podcast. Yes. And if you go to the Ramsey show YouTube channel, hit the notify me button so that you don't miss it. That's right. And so today, today's Tuesday, January 30th. For those listening, it's right after the show. So it's 5 p.m. Central. That's our time. Six Eastern. That's right. And if you're in mountain time, you have to do that math on your own. Figure figure it out, PT. We're not doing all the work for you. (laughs) That's right. We'll do the every dollar work for you. How about that? We're going to have it all pulled up. You'll be able to ask like detailed questions like Jade, George, how do I go in there and make a fund? Or how do I, you know, do a long-term planning on using the final financial roadmap? So we'll be able to help you with all of those questions. And, you know, if you just have kind of basic questions, this is not the time to call in and ask about investing. Yes, right? we want it to be focused on budgeting. And we'll try to show you tactically what that looks like in the every dollar budget to make it even more tactical. That's right. We're all about solving problems, George. I love it. That's what we do. All right, let's go to the phone lines and help solve Jennifer's problem in New Jersey. What's going on, Jennifer? Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a huge fan of your show, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I just basically, in a nutshell, I'm trying to determine if it makes sense for me to purchase a home or uh, continue to rent for a couple of years. And just briefly, my background is I just sold my home. Um, I'm currently debt-free. Um okay. I'm 55 years old. I'm kind of late in the investment game as far as like 401k and stuff like that. But since I sold my house, I recently contributing now I'm contributing about 13% of my gross. Um, I've got about 200,000 in the bank. Okay. And um, in order to purchase a home around here, you're looking at probably around 300,000. Um, and my plan was to put $150,000 down take out 150,000 mortgage, but then I'm kind of um, going, I feel like I'm going backwards because now I'm completely debt-free and I'm renting and, but the rent is about $2,000 a month. So I'm not quite sure, like I've never been in this position before where I don't have any debt. I have money in the bank and I'm secure. And so So I just wanted to get your guys take. You took the money Mm -hmm. from your home sale to pay off the debt? Yeah, there wasn't, I didn't have much debt. Like I'm not a credit, I didn't really have credit cards. It was just one student loan that was about 10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, everything, and I don't have any credit cards or car payments or anything like that. So it really, I didn't have much net debt to begin with, but the home was sucking me dry. It was um, HOA fees and taxes. And it just, it wasn't financially viable for me to just continue to live there. I mean, I, what did I it bring when you sold it? Sold high. 
I'm sorry. What did it bring when you sold that house? It uh, it, was, it brought about four hundred and thirty thousand, but then there, they had to take out the realtor fees and stuff like What'd that. What did you take so, home? Um, I took home about two twenty. Okay, wow, that's a lot so of fees. Really, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a nice it was a nice. Um, Wait you a know, second. You said profit. it brought four thirty, and you brought home two twenty. How did they take half? Well, I ha- actually I, I kind of left out. I did have a home equity line of credit Got on there it. that I took out. Yeah, because so I had to that. help with some schooling for, schooling for my kids. So okay. let that, that be a lesson to the yeah. folks listening that when you take out home equity lines of credit, you have to pay it when you go to sell your house. So it eats up your equity. She should have had four hundred thirty thousand dollars of equity in her home and went away with half of that. So yeah. that's a lesson to all of us. Yeah. So you've got two hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollars. You are looking to buy a house. Um, you're thinking mm-hmm. of doing a three hundred thousand dollar house with one hundred fifty down. My question to you would right. be, why wouldn't you just put the two hundred twenty? down well, and I put actually, as much down as possible actually yeah i actually have about two hundred thousand. um so does that include like your that, emergency fund that's everything okay like that's everything so so that's why i, was, I wanted to keep fifty thousand. you know kind of in a pocket somewhere which i again i've never had before Got it. but i'm just trying to um you know i'm trying to determine what makes the most sense like do i continue to, to I feel like every month that I write, write the rent check out, it's like I'm, I'm taking a step backwards, but at well, the same time, there's not much inventory. If you put 150 down on a $300,000 house, which is what you said you wanted, are you able right. to afford the monthly payment? It, it, it would be on a 15 year fixed with, I, I estimated taxes and homeowners and it would be roughly about 1900 a month. Okay. Which is less um, than what you're paying I, now. I, which is less than what I'm paying now, but my gross income for yearly gross income is about sixty-seven thousand. Okay, um, and I also have a side business that brings in about um, on a good, you know, good month. It's about roughly maybe eight hundred dollars a month net. So, so how much? How much um, a month do you see in your hand before we, before you take out your investing? Before. Um, as far as like, cause, well, they already withdraw stuff from my, from my, they just started like literally when I sold the house in, in November, they just started taking that out. So, so what I'm getting to um, is we want your payment to yeah. be no more than 25% of your take home pay. So that's why I'm Got like it. what you take home okay. after taxes, but before investing and before oh. insurance comes out, right? Because we're, okay. we really just want to see what it is after taxes, your take-home Because if pay. your take-home pay is like, if, if it's going to be four grand and your payment's two grand, mm-hmm. that's a lot work. of your yeah. world getting sucked into that house and you're not going to have enough money to invest and retire mm-hmm. with dignity. So that's where Jade's getting right. at here. And so you may, may yeah, need to rent for correct. six more months, stack up some more money, mm-hmm. and then pull okay. the trigger. But you're really close to making this I'm decision close, the right yeah. way. Yeah, it's it's close. It, like you guys are pretty much dead on it. You know, be rough, roughly like nine. It's like uh, just about four thousand dollars a month that's coming home. So okay. that would be like fifty percent of my. And that's after you're investing, though, right? Doing, that's after investing. Okay. Yeah, and and that's and and now since my rent is two thousand, you know, I'm, I try to weigh out like, okay, do I bite the bullet and try and find something? But I just I wanted to get you know see a different perspective like of what. I could do if I decided to just hang tight and rent for a couple of years and, and you know. Well, and the big see, question what, is, what the, the big question is, do you see a path for your income to go up in the next two to five years? That's a question you've got to ask yourself. How long would it take you to okay. save then the amount of money that you feel like you need to get a payment closer to what 
you're looking for. Mm-hmm. 25, 25% is what we aim for. If you're at 28 or 27, you know, nothing's going to happen to you. You're not going to combust into flames. Yeah. But um, that's sure, what we're looking sure. for. And just make sure that when you guys are doing this math, you're looking at it just at your take-home pay. Don't look at it after your pay, mm-hmm. after insurance, after investing, because you've already whittled it down with things that are part of your budget. So that's the way this works. 25% of your take-home pay is what we're looking for when we're buying a house. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host. Next to me is George Camel with a K. Don't get it twisted. Do not. Trust me, he gets Don't very angry. Me. He gets very angry if you get it wrong. We're taking your calls all hour, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225 and let us know what's going on. Let's go straight to the phone lines where we've got Charlie in my state, Orlando. What's going on, Orlando, Florida? What's going on, Charlie? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm uh, going through a divorce right now, um, and uh, I we sold the house and split the proceeds 50-50. Um, I was able to use some of that money to uh, pay down my, my debts, um, paid off my car, paid off some credit card stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the only thing I have left is, uh, student loans, which are quite significant. Mm-hmm. Um, it totals about 183,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one, one of those is, uh, is about a $9,000 loan. And then the other, the rest is all one big loan, uh, federal loan. Okay. And, uh, and so I guess my question is, um, this is kind of a, uh, the balance is something that would kind of resemble a mortgage payment in a way. And so I wonder, do I treat it like an, a mortgage and, um, get my three to six months of uh, emergency fund funded before I start tackling that, or um, um, how should I go about that? Listen, I'm I'm empathizing with you because I know how that feels. Um, my husband and I had two hundred eighty thousand of student loans, and so I, I when you said should we treat it like a mortgage, we used to call our student loan. It's listen, it's our mortgage. However, it didn't change the way that we attacked it because technically. It is still part of your debt snowball and it can feel daunting to think, okay, I do baby step one. I've got a thousand dollars saved and you want me to have a thousand dollars saved for the duration that it will take to pay off this loan. And I feel that. um, And the answer honestly is yes. So my question, my next question to you would be how much a month are you putting on this loan? If you, you know, this is your only debt, how much a month are you paying towards it at this point? Um, so, so far I've still been just hitting the minimums. Um, I'm still kind of sorting out my budget, you know, still readjusting after, you know, splitting with my ex. Um, and so, um, yeah, there's, I, I don't have a ton of margin in my, in my budget. There are things I'm working on cutting out. And, and, and What's the minimum payments? Also, yeah. What are the minimums? Um, it's about, total about 300. The, the smaller one is around 111 and the other one is, uh, around 222. It's in like an income driven repayment. Oh, yikes. Right and what's the interest rate? Yeah. 
the smaller one is around 11%, and the uh, larger one is uh, around 9 I believe. Okay. Goodness gracious. So this loan is ballooning every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not even, you're probably barely even me- meeting the interest, if that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm just, I'm just throwing I this have- in a calculator right now so you can kind of see, so I can kind of see where you would be. Um, yeah. That's one of the things I hate most away. about the income-driven repayment plans is that your balance grows, and the yeah. they they act like they're blessing you with this low payment while your balance keeps ballooning every single month. So what you need to do is get as much income as you can, live off as little as you can, and throw the difference at this debt to where you're putting $1,000 a month, $2,000 mm-hmm. a month to this debt, $3,000 a month. I hope to God you make six figures. What do you earn? No. No, I, I make about forty four hundred uh, per month net. What was your degree in? Um, uh, I earned business degrees, and I, I tried pursuing those careers, but they didn't suit me. And I, I ended up leaving those jobs. I, I taught. I was a teacher for about six years, and now I'm in a position where I'm I'm working with adults, teaching um, people with uh, visual impairments to uh, use computers. Um, it's a relatively new job, um, but it's uh, something that suits me, and I'm I'm doing well at it. Um, but I, I do agree I need to increase my income. And so as my other question is, like, are there any side hustles that you recommend where I could? Well, we need to get your core income up. My kids in that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you can side hustle your way out of 200 grand making 50. We got to get your core yeah. income up to 100, and then you do side hustles on top of that. That's so true. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's exactly it. Do you have kids? Yeah, three kids. Um, they're with me 50-50, one week on, one week off. So it's hoping that that's part of why I like this job I'm at is because the schedule of it, you know, lets me spend time with them when they're with me. Listen, here's here's what I'm going to say to you. If you put if you put the math you gave us in a calculator, you're not pulling, p- paying these things off until 2124, <laughs> which is yeah. not a real thing, you know? And so yeah. you've got to, I'm just going to tell you what Sam and I did. Sam's my husband. We said to ourselves, because we were in the same situation you were, our, when we started out, our core income was 30,000 combined. That's laughable. And so you do, to George's point, you have to set out on this journey and go and sit down and plot out and say, what does it look like for me to double and then triple and then maybe even quadruple my core income? What does that look like? Where do I want to be 10 years from now? And kind of change the conversation to where do I want to be 10 years from now? Because the fact of the matter is, if I don't see that plan through, this debt doesn't get paid off, right? And so then in the meantime, while you're carrying out that plan, you're still side hustling and you're using all of your time to start paying off this debt as much as you can. And you're not going to see the traction that you're hoping to see right in that first year, but you still keep after it. And you have to play both sides of this plan out in order to ultimately see where you want to go. Because we can sit here and say, hey, yeah, pick up some Uber Eats or go to, but that's not going to do what raising your core income does. So that's your homework going away from this is okay. What does that look like for me? I'm putting down ideas on paper. Before you get off the phone, we want to make sure you get connected with Ken Coleman's information on career assessments and building a resume and just load them up with Ken Coleman because that's that's where this conversation has to go in order for you to be bringing in the money that you need to be to pay off this debt. And I don't say that to be hopeless. That's just real talk. Like the budget tells your money what to do, but you have to feed the budget money. So getting on a budget is so, so key. But you're going to see that budget and go, oh, man, I've got a long ways to go. But the good news is, is you can take that journey. And even if it takes four or five years, you are going to see the other side of this and you're going to come out better for it. I can tell you that. So here's what the math looks like on this, Charlie. If you said, hey, I'm going to pay this thing off in four years. So that's about 45K a year we have to throw at this. 
well, that's thirty-seven fifty a month we have to throw at this. Now the question becomes, how do we create that margin by spending less and making more? And that's a scary math problem, but now it's actually doable. Mm -hmm. It's actual facts in front of us. Real numbers. That's good, George. And so I just want to, I, I, I'm not here to beat you up or yell at you, but right now we can't just do what suits us. Mm -hmm. Right now is not the time to chase down our passions. We got to go bust our butt for the next four years to get out of this mess. Otherwise, you're going to look up, that loan's going to be 200000 by next year. Mm -hmm. 220 by yeah. the next year, yeah. 250 by the year after that. And then you're going to really be hopeless because you can't bankrupt on student loans. That's right. No, doubling your income yeah. changes this entire equation, George. George giving you those numbers, you you suddenly see it in bite-sized chunks, right? What does it have to take to get $3,750 extra dollars a month? But that might mean, okay, I got to rent for a while. I'm going to get a roommate if I have to. Whatever you got to do, four years, I mean, you're a young guy. How old are you? 36. You're 36. So imagine this. By the time you're 40, you're done with this mm -hmm. debt. You're moved on to the new chapter of Charlie's life. You're building the fully funded emergency fund. You're investing for the future from mm -hmm. 40 to 62. This is a plan to still retire with some dignity. Sure enough. Versus carrying this these debts to the grave and leaving your family broke. I know that's right. And if I'm you, I'm writing that number, $3,700.50. I'm writing it on my mirror yep with a Sharpie so that I can see it every morning when I wake up, I'm putting it on the fridge, I'm telling the kids, I, I'm i dreaming about that number every single night because that's what my goal is and that's what's gonna drive all of this and next to that number, it needs to be very clear in black and white, why? Why do I need this? You got three kids, you're newly divorced, you've got a whole new life in front of you. There's gotta be a really clear, uh, I'm not just paying off this debt just to pay off this debt, just to check a box off the list. You've gotta have a really clear connection as to why this is necessary and that's what's gonna drive your, your um, desire to get it done. And we're gonna hook you up with every dollar as well. That's our budgeting tool. We'll give you the premium version. What this is gonna do is help you actually see in the budget if you have that 3,750 bucks in margin every month. And if you don't, the budget will show you where the gaps are, where the money leaks are. And so you've gotta follow that to a T and let that be your guide That's for right. the next four years, for the next 40 years as you begin to build wealth. So I'm sorry what you went through, Charlie, man. It, when you get knocked down like that, it's tough. it can be so hard to get up, especially when you got a mountain to climb on the other side. With it's student so loans. It's so true. And the fact is, we tell people all the time, the average person gets out of debt in two years or less, but everybody's not average, right? In the center of, uh, average is in the center and there's people on the right and to the left of that. And that's okay if you fall to the right of that equation. My husband and I fell to the right of that equation. It took us seven years, George Camel. I would not trade that seven mm. years for anything because when you walk through the fire, you come out a much better version of yourself You're and that's what's going to happen to Charlie. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. 
listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. This is George Campbell, and we are your hosts for today. Uh, you can give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we are happy to discuss whatever it is that's on your mind as it relates to your life, your money, your career, maybe even your mental health. We can try to dive into that a little bit, although Dr. John Deloney's not here, so maybe save those ones for... <laughs> you know what doesn't help people's mental health? What's that? Taxes. Ooh, I know that's right. It's upon us, Jade. It is tax season. They get a whole season. It's like there was birthday month, but taxes like, no, tax season. Yeah, I'm not for it. Matter of fact, when I think about taxes, there's a very memorable social media video that pops into my mind. You may have seen it. Uh, James, can we play it? Where's all your money gone, buddy? Taxes. Nine, ten, eleven. Let me fix my houses. Uh, it's okay. It's part of the game. No, it's not, it's it not is. fun. It's not fun to what? <laughs> it's the worst part of the game. Of is what? Taxes. <laughs> That's oh amazing. So for context, it's like, I don't know, an, a nine-year-old yeah. playing Monopoly, and he's in tears because he's paying taxes, giving away all of his money. Listen, I feel realizing that. Realizing this is adulthood, buddy. It feels Get even worse it. when it's not Monopoly money. Well, Dave, Dave has always <laughs> said, if the tax man showed up at your door and you had to hand over $100 bills every time you got a paycheck, there Listen, would be a revolt in this country. That tax man would be getting whooped every be time. Boston Tea Party all over again. I'd be dumping some Earl Grey in that harbor. Ooh, well, let's try to help people not feel like the young man in that in that video. Let's let them know kind of what to prepare for in 2024 and what you, we're going to help you know what you need to know about taxes uh, coming up. Number one, when do you even need to file your taxes? Guys, the deadline is April 15th this year, the actual tax date. Most of us think of April 15th as being the tax day. It got day. switched up, I think, last year, but we're back on track. We're back on track. So you, may, you need to be sure that you're filing everything, all your federal tax returns and payments by that date. And just know that you can start filing. Like, you don't have to wait till the last minute. Go ahead and start now. Matter of fact, you, you eager can start. beavers out there. That's right. Listen, that's me. I try to get it done ASAP. I'm already sending the stuff over. Uh, so start filing at the end of January so that you're not putting it off and uh, get your paperwork ready. I know that we have a great checklist yes. that you can use. RamseySolutions.com slash taxes, a completely free uh, checklist of all the documents you need. I print this out every year, Jade. That's yeah, good. I actually did it this weekend. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting all of our documents ready for taxes. Good job, George. Because, you know, all the stuff just started coming in. It's the end of January. Yeah. So you've got all the W-2s, Mortgage income statements. HSA contributions mm. and distributions. and Charitable I mean, giving. It's all hitting. And so I like what I do. I get it all digital. Even mm -hmm. if I take a picture of it, scan it in, crop it. Good put job. it in one folder. Wow, George. On my computer. So I'm ready to go. That's good. I, I'm just pulling it from everywhere and I have a bunch of papers and they're probably like dog-eared corners and I can't live up. like that. It's too <laughs> stressful for me. Okay, this is good to note though. If you uh, request an extension, the deadline is October 15th. That's right. So but don't, don't request an extension. Just go on and do it. All right. Income tax brackets, guys, did go up in 2023 uh, for the 2024 tax season. They also went up a few hundred dollars to account for inflation. So if it goes up, it's to account for inflation. Uh, the more the taxpayer earns, the more their earnings are subject to higher rates. But don't get it twisted. It's not to say that your whole income is taxed at that higher rate. It's just the portion of your income that puts you to the next tax bracket 
that gets taxed yes, at the higher rate. Thank you for saying that. I just explained this on a YouTube video. We also have an explainer on that website, RamseySolutions.com slash taxes. Yes. Your marginal tax rate versus your effective tax rate, not to get too nerdy, but they're That's different. Right. That so is right. Even yep. if you're in the 22% tax bracket, what you actually ended up paying in taxes is probably closer to 15%. That's right. Your whole income is not taxed at that. That's that's good it's to stair know. stair-stepped. So standard deduction increased this year. So it's 13850 if you're a single filer, 27700 for married couples filing jointly right that's good the other option would be to itemize but ain't nobody got time for that i feel like most people now it makes more sense to do the standard deduction I think as so. they've kept upping it you just end up uh, you know better off if you're a normal everyday person i feel that all right the irs did bump up our 401k and ira contributions more limit. investing baby. i love that the in the limit did increase um and for Roth IRA contributions as well. I think it went up from 6500 to 7000 just on that base limit. And they increased the income limits because before, if you made over a certain amount... That's right. You know, you were capped. You couldn't invest. So they increased that as well, which is all good. We like that part. Love that. All right. 1099K update, George. Ooh, this is a juicy one. So people were freaking out about this one, Jay, because yeah. they're like, are they going to start tracking my Venmos and I make know, me pay right? taxes? And here's the deal. If you sell goods or services online, you may have heard about these, these 1099, 1099K extra taxes in 2024, but those policies have been officially delayed. So you're off the hook this year. This year. Ooh. All right. So how can people save money this tax season? Number one, look for tax deductions. Remember, tax deductions are things that help lower your amount of taxable income, right? Um, these are things like medical, charitable, uh, business, things like that. But tax credits are actual dollar amounts that are subtracted from your actual tax bill, which is nice. They're deductible. Things like child tax credit, dependent care credit, education credit, earned income tax credit. I, I just like the word credit when it means something's going back it's a good into thing. my account. That's the yeah. only time I the like it. The way I remember it is deductions are on the front end and credits are sort of on the back end. Yeah, I like that. So, you know, if you make 200 grand, well, the deductions could help lower that mm -hmm. to where the government says, no, nah, you really made 180. Yeah. And the credits are, hey, you owe $10,000 on your tax bill, but with these credits, you owe 2000 That's right. I like so it. So it's kind of like your final bill goes down with those credits. It's like a coupon. Yeah. Good. Uh -huh. I love a coupon. Tax coupons. This is really important. Uh, a lot of people who are like, I wanted to fund my Roth IRA for the year or that health savings account. You can actually do that up through April 15th. Yes. So if you missed it in 2023, you're like, dang it, it's not too late. But you got to do it by April 15th. Yeah. And to note, if you're investing in a Roth for the first time, fund the 2023 one first. Don't just go, oh, it's 2024. I'm going to fund that one because you can't go back in time. So fund the 2023 one first because it'll still show up there as smart, able to do contributions. And then as you get to it, because hopefully you can do more than one, fund the 2024 one and you'll get double for your trouble this year. There we go. And lastly, uh, if you're getting a big refund every year, stop celebrating. Okay, you're giving the government an interest-free loan all year when that money could have been in your paycheck, being added to your every dollar budget to help you accomplish your goals. And most people, Jade, they f see this refund as like fun money to go mm. blow on the vacation. No, don't do that. Change your withholdings with your HR department or whatever you need to do to try to get it as close to a zero as possible. Yes. That's the game. That is the game. Well, if you find this helpful or if you want more information, please go to RamseySolutions.com slash taxes or if you want to read a little bit more we've got a tax guide we've got blog articles uh all sorts of things that tax prep list that george and i were uh so delicately and eloquently talking so about delicate um but yeah we've got everything there taxes should not feel like a headache and if they have in the past i promise you if you 
use these resources we have, it's going to feel a lot better. Yep. It's, are you doing tax pro this year? What are you What are you and Sam? My mother in laws are tax pro. That is the best. Yeah. Well. Or is she all up in your business, literally. <laughs> She's all up in your business. Listen, she's all up in the Kool-Aid. She knows the flavor and it's... She knows it, what's in the mix. She knows what's in the mix. It is what it is and I'm happy to have her. That's nice. Love you, yeah. Dean. I just, I just scheduled my tax appointment. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. You know what I do? Yeah. This is real talk. My wife and I always schedule a fun date post-taxes. I like that. We go to a nice lunch after. Okay. And so that's something that we look forward to. So that's a little, I'm sure that's in Atomic Habits, right? If like you got to dangle a little <laughs> carrot after you eat your vegetable. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a, uh, not a carrot. It's like a donut. Yeah. You got to dangle. That's true. To get yeah. excited about taxes. You know, if the thing is like, I feel like it's one of those things that we've just kind of, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We've told ourselves, I hate tax season. Tax season's the worst. And then therefore we make it the worst. Like we don't prepare. We don't do the things to make it easier. Let's let this year be different and set the the course for a more enjoyable tax season. Let's go get the che- the checklist. Yeah, go Let's use Ramsey Smart Tax if you want to do it on your own. Yeah, like set it set yourself up for success. It doesn't have to be. It's like the dentist, right? Get the shot of Novocaine so that it doesn't hurt. Get some laughing gas if you have to. There you go. But Load get those up. teeth cleaned. All right, we don't want them those chompers, little chick mouth chiclets, all nasty. Mouth chiclets. Keep them. Keep it tight. That's what you're Keep here for, light. George. Terms like terms like mouth chiclets. That's what Whoa. people listen to the Ramsey Show for. <laughs> They're listening to the Ramsey Show to go to RamseySolutions.com slash taxes so they can get their taxes done right. This is the Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by George Camel, your other host. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will take your calls. And not only will we take your calls during this hour and the two to follow, but after the show today, George and I are having a really... Uh, it's a new its a new thing that we're doing, George. We are doing a live Q&A, uh, answering your questions about budgeting. And we will have the Every Dollar app, the best budgeting app in the world, pulled up uh, so that we can use the app to guide you through your questions so you can kind of get an idea um, of how the app works for your situation. It's not a demo. We're just answering your questions and showing you how to do it in the app. If applicable. And so this is an exclusive live stream happening on the Ramsey Show YouTube channel. So make sure you head to the YouTube channel now as soon as you hear this and hit the notify me button so that you don't miss it. 5 p.m. Central Time today, Tuesday, January 30th. You can use the chat to ask questions and you can also call into the show as uh, you normally can. So this is going to be cool. We've never done an after hours exclusive Ramsey show, essentially. After hours for one hour. I love it. So we'll it's a lot of hours on the show today, Jay. It is. I like it. Listen, we're here for the people. We Let's want to help it. you guys out. It means uh, it's very important for us I'll to bring be here some, for you. some monster energy drinks for us. Mm, I can't do that. You'll see another side of me. Oh, but <laughs> let's go to Austin in Greensboro, North Carolina. What's going on, Austin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Hey, so um, so my question was, you know, we, we just we're new to the Financial Peace University. We just started it. We're, uh, I think we just finished video number three or four. Great. And uh, well, we're wanting to get $1,000 saved up and so on and so forth and get our get our get debt free. Uh-huh. But the biggest problem is is that the truck payment, you know, it's, it's my dream truck and I love it, but I'm willing to sell it. I, I'd rather get rid of it and us become debt free. But the problem is is that I owe about right on under 40000 39800 something. Okay. And, uh, 
just because of the market, the way that the market's been going is that the truck, the, the value of the truck has dropped down to around 33. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wanting to sell it and it's $880 payment. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It hurts. How um, much do you make a year? Uh, uh, last year we made 65,000, I think myself. Okay. Um, but I started the new year off on a raise and that's actually how I got the class was I was talking to my boss about like what's going on and then he's taking the class so he bought it for me, which is awesome of him. But the biggest problem is trying to get rid of this truck. It is drowning me. Like yeah. I, I, I obviously have to have a vehicle to get back and forth to work in. Well, and, how's uh, your we credit? Three kids. How's your credit? Is, is not very good. Well, if it, you were uh, to, if you were to go to a credit union around town to see if you could maybe get, this seven thousand to bridge that gap. Do you think you could do that? Uh, possibly, but then I feel like the because we were thinking about that. Wasn't the problem would be if we do that, then we have to find a down payment for something else. Because uh, whatever we get has to be. We have three children. Me and my wife do so. Mm-hmm. We I can't just go get an old moped. I'm what's your other car? Yeah. What's so your I, other car? My my wife's car is a Ford Explorer. My car is a Chevrolet Silverado. It's a big does truck. she work outside the home? She doesn't know, but she uses the car to take the children to school. So what if she dropped you at work, took the kids to school, picked you up? Listen. Carpool with a friend. Carpool it. There's so, there's so many options. I, my husband and I were a one-car family for 10 years, and my sister who they both worked on opposite ends of town with two boys were a one car family for five years. It's a pain in the butt and it's inconvenient and you have to do a lot of planning and scheduling, but you want to know what you don't have an $880 car payment. Exactly. Yeah. So Um, there's only two ways to get out of this. Either you come up with the difference that seven grand plus what you need to get another beater car, or you get that personal loan from the credit union to cover the difference plus what you need for the other car. Yeah. But there's no yeah. life hacks here. This mm-hmm. is one of the riskiest no, I, parts about going into debt for vehicles. And let me tell you, Austin, you're not the first one to call the show this week being underwater on a car. <laughs> I know it's happening right. all yeah. over America because people got starry-eyed when they got that dream truck and now it's a nightmare. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> and dude, you Absolutely. make sixty grand, you drive a $40,000 truck. Oh. I don't drive a $40,000 car and I'm a millionaire. Yeah. Like, yeah. what were you thinking at the time of purchase here? <laughs> so, uh, at the time, um, I, the car I was driving back and forth working blew up on me. So we had to go to the dealership and get something. Ha- oh, oh, uh, watch what your words there. You had to go to the dealership. We chose to go because we had to get a vehicle. You know? Thank you. That's all I asked uh, for is you, a little honesty. Yeah. I'm playing with you, but you see how all of these decisions happen because, mm-hmm. well, we had to, and the car blew up, and it's all mm-hmm. stressful, and we had to go $40,000 into debt. Mm-hmm. That's the yep. American way right there. And the reason that people don't have let – me, let me take it one back further, George. The reason that people's cars blow up and they think, oh, instead of paying the bill to get it fixed for $700, I don't have $700, so I'll just go get a brand-new car – is they've had payments forever and they had so many payments that they didn't have any money saved. And because they didn't have any money saved, they had to go back into payments. It's a wheel and you've got to break that cycle 
and and get out of the wheel because if you get rid of this $880 payment and either you carpool or you find a way to, you know, get a couple thousand dollars and get a beater, you are effectively breaking that cycle. And instead of $880 going to CarMax or Ford Financing, it's going to build it's a it's going to pay off your debt, but then it's going to go to build you a nice cushy emergency fund. And the next time your car blows up because it will, everybody has car issues, you're going to just go down to Christian Brothers or wherever you get your car fixed and you're just going to hand them the cash for $770 or for $1,250 when something happens and you're not going to say, well, my only choice here is to get a brand new car on payments. You're going to be prepared for it. So let's break that cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with We got to get the income up. And if that means the wife is going out to work when you get home from work so you can watch the kids or you're getting that second job, we need to come up with this money fast. And that means selling stuff. Do you have any other debt? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, in- including the truck, total is like fifty-five thousand. So you got another fifteen on what? Uh, some of his credit cards, some of his uh, medical bills, things like that. Okay. So let's snowball these smallest to largest. Once we get rid of this car loan, the rest are going to go smallest to largest balance. Ignore the interest rates. Get that income up as high as possible. No eating out. No luxuries. It's time to batten down the hatches and get rid of this debt. Yeah. And you can do this. This can all be done probably in the next, for you, I'm thinking six months. Yeah. You've got a very different financial situation. I think there's two options you and your wife have to choose before between, it's either two options or both. It can either be, listen, we're carpooling and it's going to be a pain in the butt or it's, she's got to pick up extra work so that you guys can pay this thing off super duper fast or at least save up, pay, make the payment while saving up to bridge the gap between the seventh out. Like you've got some options, but one of them is going to, re- either of them is going to require deep sacrifice. And there's yeah. no getting around that part of it. There's no easy button really to hit in this equation. So I think that that's, that's the hard part that they're going to have to choose between George. Mm. Well, it just makes me think Jade, you know, debt always requires sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it's a much more painful sacrifice than the other kind, which is we're going to sacrifice and save up and pay cash for this car with delayed gratification. We're going to only buy the car that we can afford, which is going to limit what kind of car we purchase. Yeah, That's a different kind of sacrifice, but it's much more painful on the other side when you're trying to clean up a mess and interest is is hurting your ability Mm -hmm. to knock this debt down. And you got three kids and we have the mortgage and we got the student loans and it all just starts to weigh on you. The pain of staying the same has to become greater than the pain of changing. And that's really what it's getting to. You've got to feel so stressed and sick and tired and frustrated in your day-to-day life that suddenly that becomes so painful that the pain of change is like, listen, I'll take that. Like, I remember getting to the point of being like, I want a new set of problems. Like, I know what it feels like to not be able to pay bills on time and to be arguing with my spouse and to just be in this state of constant financial disarray that I was ready to take on new problems of, okay, how do we schedule our our life? Like, how do we balance only having one car? How do we figure out conversations around the budget? How do we figure out, you know, trade your old set of problems in for a new set of learnings and that are, you know, a a better set of problems, which is really just you being uncomfortable while you're getting out of debt. And that car, Jade, it's like you, you put 40 grand on the loan, you ended up paying 50 after interest, now it's worth 20 after you're done paying Mm. for it. That hurts my brain. Yeah. Ugh. It's painful. Listen, that car note, that's what's keeping the middle class, middle class. Those who get rid of their car note get something called money and are able to build something called wealth. This is The Ramsey Show.